All right, we're rolling. Uh, so yeah, my name is Aaron Rhodes, and you're listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast. We're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 Intrust in Kansas City, Missouri. This week on the show, we have the Black Star Kids. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Great, great. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, for everyone listening and not watching the video, um, if you could each uh, introduce yourselves real quick. All right. Um, I'm the Babe Gabe. I'm Ty Faison. And I'm DeAndre. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, you guys have your new album out, Whatever Man, out now uh, through uh, Dirty Hit Records. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, you, it's just been, it seems like a really exciting year so far for to, to be you guys. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. No, yeah. So um, I guess one thing I wanted to know is um, you guys were working on this album, I think, I think I read you, you were like in the middle of it back in March and then mm-hmm. you were signed sometime in April and uh, before you got to put it out and everything. But I guess I kind of wanted to know like if like being signed in the middle of the recording process like changed the way that you, you ended up finishing the album. Nah, not at all. I think it worked out perfect just because we were able to have a path of what we were doing. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, Sonnen couldn't put that pressure just because we had already started a blueprint. We had already laid a blueprint, and we were just finishing the blueprint. Mm -hmm. So um, when we went to Sonnen, it was just like, just keep going with what we were already doing. So it really, if anything, uh, saved us from, like, that first pressure that initial yeah. pressure you know yeah we got like way more time to just fully go into it not yeah work yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. um and i think i also read that i think it was like in the the mtv uh article that you guys were in that um you kind of went into i think this album with um like you you picked the name and you picked all the song titles like the track list before you worked on any of the music uh, is yeah that, is that right yeah sure <laughs> and ha- had you done that on uh the previous two albums or was that like a new thing that you guys tried we did it on, we do it every time mm-hmm. yeah no yeah so i guess um i don't know like what what inspired you guys to want to take that approach um to your albums and do you think it's worked out well for you so far <laughs> uh yeah i i think it's always just i guess it's like the way that we just know best really because mm-hmm. we've never done it any other way mm-hmm. so it just it's like a blueprint it's like you know you wouldn't just go into like building a house like i'm gonna just freestyle it like yeah. you know yeah. you kind of plan out what you want to do and then you just approach it so i think that's what we've been doing it's been good it's been fun i've been mm-hmm. uh i love doing it that way i love mm-hmm. doing it that way. yeah yeah, and um, I'm pretty, like, we, I think I know from just kind of following Ty on Twitter and everything, and also I think from the, the Drop Dead interview that uh, I, I feel like you may or may not consider yourself, like, kind of a music nerd, just like, <laughs> the, just the type that's always, like, discussing, like, like, ranking albums, discussing, like, deep cuts and, like, arguing about like music and stuff is, is, that, <laughs> is that accurate to you yeah i love music so <laughs> so it's like that's what yeah i love talking about music 
Yeah. Um, do, you, do you other two uh, feel like you like look at music the same way or, or are you a little more like kind of just like freestyle with it, you know, just like eclectic, you know? Yeah, I love talking about music the like Ty, like the way he talks. I've never met somebody who talks about music the way yeah. Ty does. Like he just knows so much. Like thank you guys. I, like yeah. he teaches me things that I didn't even know, like about his song. I'm like, dang, really? Like, yeah. For real. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he'll know the ins and outs of like the song and the artists and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll just ingest it more, like, like everybody else. But like he'll just know like everything about what's to know about yeah but i i think us all three listening to music in different ways also helps us a lot mm -hmm. because like for me it's like i don't think i listen to as many artists as they do just because i get so hyper uh fixated on like the artists that i do listen to yeah. it's like i want to know everything about them so it's like because of that i don't listen to as many artists as they do so like they'll show me stuff all the time that i'm like oh i never heard that and it's like really yeah i'm like no I never heard, you know so <laughs> And like there's like there'll be so much stuff that like I'll just be with him or her and like they'll play and then I'll find myself playing it. Like um, you know how like the Spotify wrapped? Like mm -hmm. we just had that. I was looking at my top five and I'm like, like damn, I heard like all of these songs from just like them. And it's like <laughs> my most played songs of the year. Oh yeah, and um I think just by the way you guys approach uh, making your albums like I figure you're also it, it to some extent like big like album people like you'll like you want to put on an album and listen to the whole thing straight through do you feel like that's true also 100 percent 100 percent oh yeah and I guess because of that I guess that makes me wonder because um I don't know a lot of uh kind of pop music right now is very kind of sing more it's like becoming a little more single centric than album centric. Is that something that you guys don't like or like are worried about when you're making your, like in regards to your music, just because you enjoy the, the album format so much? Um, honestly, I wouldn't say it's something that we don't like just because I feel like people could do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really care. Like go, you know, whatever works for you is mm -hmm. cool. I'm not really, I think it's kind of whack to be like, um, don't do this as like to other artists and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, just do what you like. And so I guess to the second part, not, not, not for real, just because um, I think we're always just going to be making music the way that we like to make it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't, I don't think the goal for Black Star Kids has ever been to like, be like the biggest pop star yeah. in the world or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, we look up to like NERD. Um, mm -hmm and like Beastie Boys and Tribe and you know, they they always just did things their own speed, their own way. And like, you know, if it was the biggest thing, like cool, <laughs> but if it wasn't, it didn't matter. Like, yeah. cause they was, you know, like, and that I think that's us too. Like we do become the biggest thing like dope, but even if we aren't, we'll still be doing like what we think is cool. Yeah, we treat ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's much big of a worry for us. Cause um, like, most, I feel like most of our songs, like each of our songs, you could listen to it just by itself and you don't have to listen to it like from start to finish in an album. Yeah. And like um, we make most of our songs just catchy like that. Yeah. In a way, yeah. Anyway, so it wouldn't matter like how things are going in the music industry. Like if, even if it was single based, like you could probably pick a song off of project we're working on, just listen to it by itself. Yeah. yeah and not matter too much, I think. Yep. 
And um, yeah, I guess I was uh, curious about um, like this is a uh, like you you've you guys have always kind of like put in like little interludes and like samples and stuff in between uh, the songs on your albums. Uh, I was wondering because you have the the kind of like DJ host character on whatever man named Claire. I was wondering if there was like any person or any show or anything that specifically inspired her and like how, how you kind of decided on having that on the album. Yeah, if you ever played the game Grand Theft Auto Vice City, there's a station called K-Chat that um, I was kind of inspired by. And then also the movie Mean Girls, um, Regina George. So those are kind of like the two inspirations, I would say. Oh, that's cool. I, I uh, don't know if any um, art I've come in contact with before has uh, combined GTA and uh, Mean Girls. And <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, so I guess I kind of wanted to know about um, like DeAndre, are you handling pretty much all of the guitars on all the albums and everything? Is that mostly you? Yeah, yeah, I'll handle most of that for us. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I guess I wanted to know who um, some of your like favorite guitarists are or like who might have like inspired you to start playing when you were younger? Um, when I was younger, I would say Prince for sure. Like just on a basis of having somebody to look up to, like that was black. Mm-hmm. Also just looked different as well. And I, also he's just a super talented like guitarist as well, sure. like yeah. undoubtedly. Sure. And um, I would say uh, nowadays, like around this time, like at the time, I would say Adam from the Nice Seventy Five, Maddie, like both of them. They, I like thought they're like super cool guitarists, mm-hmm. like around twenty sixteen, and like that's kind of what got me into like mixing guitars with like beats and stuff. So, oh yeah, for, like I think. Uh, well, I mean, there's so many like kind of facets to Prince's work, but I think one that isn't like the top point of discussion for most people is his like guitar playing and like how Mm -hmm. kind of like independently like crazy his guitar playing is in regards to like the rest of his like music and his appeal and everything yeah yeah he's like super crazy like um around the time that he formed the revolution uh band like he's like that was in the 80s so he was like heavily using guitar um, along with like drum machines and so like that i th- feel like that allowed for him to just get creative yeah with that sure. side of music oh yeah and i was i was excited like you know i didn't like fully kind of understand his impact until kind of later on but like mm-hmm. janelle monet was like one of the first local mm-hmm. uh acts that i was really aware of and uh i think prince had like a guitar feature and not like a vocal feature on um electric lady for yeah on electric lady and that was like that, that kind of made start to started to make things click for me and i, I really still I love that, that album yeah, that was crazy yeah, yeah. I, that was uh i had that same experience that's kind of like one of the first times i paid attention to prince because i've always mm-hmm. paid attention to janelle monet and so mm-hmm. like i was maybe like 13 when that album yeah. came out and i was like i mean like you, you, a dirty computer i was the album before Electric Lady. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That was dope. Yeah, he, she she got to work with Prince. It's fire. That's yeah, fire. That was and that sick. and so you know I'm listening to that album just like I was always a fan of Janelle. Like she's she's an amazing artist. Uh, but when um when I was listening to that, mm-hmm. I saw I know just like Prince um, was on there, and you know you hear about Prince growing up, but that's why I was like when you know when you're hearing something modern and you're a kid, you're like let me dive in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be harder to listen to Prince because it's. Uh, discography wasn't always as accessible yeah. as it is yeah. now when he was still alive. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, not, yeah. Seeing the like, I, I feel fortunate to have like I, I wasn't going to like you know yeah I was I was also like a like a young teenager like I think probably still in high school or middle school when Electric Lady come out but I'm I'm really glad I made it to uh, see her on on that tour playing at um, the Uptown Theater. And oh, that's fire! Yeah, I, I never, I never got to, I never got to see, uh, catch a show, but hey, that's fire. That's fire. No, oh, yeah, and then to see her on the Dirty Computer tour, um, at Starlight was also really cool to see just like how big of a, a leap she made between those two albums and, yeah. um, real icon. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, and I think, uh, this, I think this kind of bridges these questions well. Like she, she is someone who like also pays very close attention to like her her visual art and like her videos and her outfits and mm-hmm. all of that with how it relates to each of her albums, I think. And I feel like you guys also like, I think I've heard, I've heard a lot of people like kind of discussing this lately. It's like um, how artists are becoming, like some, some artists are becoming very cognizant of like, they're, they're different like eras and like you know different albums and how all of the kind of themes and imagery interact in de- each different period I think like I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen like at least one of you guys kind of tweeting directly about like different eras of Black Star Kids already mm-hmm. um, yeah, is that something that you you guys put a lot of thought into in in your own music or when you're listening to uh, other people's music uh yeah for sure just because um i feel like each time even though they they come out kind of like close together it's like we've been in a different place for everyone Mm -hmm. um which is kind of why they've been coming so fast because like our life has been changing so much just like (laughs) over time so um you just want to make each one kind of like feel like a scrapbook of that that time in your life Mm -hmm. so i think it's just yeah i think it's just because you want to capture the moment that makes it become its own air because you're trying to really capture that moment like on surf we was here and on whatever man we were here you know mm-hmm. yeah and um because yeah i was just re-listening to um let's play sports recently and um it's like there there are like i think like two or three lyrics on that album that like kind of reference like sports in general so mm-hmm. i was I, and like it didn't seem like it was like super integral to the the kind of themes of the album so what what kind of made you guys land on using that type of imagery do you think i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know because <laughs> album has nothing to do with sports man so i don't know <laughs> it seemed like something opposite of us though we were yeah. just hanging out <laughs> yeah it's just funny none of us are like in the sports really so mm-hmm. um yeah so a little yeah, bit of a, an ironic thing yeah funny. maybe yeah i don't know why we did that that's a good question oh, i uh, love that album cover too though like, yeah <laughs> okay we'll go with that we'll go with that 
No, yeah, and then I also appreciate that like the the last song on that album is Surf Well, Raise Hell, and then the next album ends up being Surf. Um, yeah. Do you feel like that kind of just that that concept kind of just came to you guys after like finishing Let's Play Sports, and you're like, oh, that'd be that'd be fun to do next, or? Yeah, literally. Yeah. I just one day. Uh, it was after Let's Play, like Let's Play Sports, it like came out already. And uh, I was like, what if we just call that album surf? So, yeah, one day it just kind of came to my my mind. Um, the original idea was surf was supposed to be eight songs in 21 minutes. I was like, my, I was like, I wanted to be just like, like, I wanted to feel just like punk and energy, but like pop and execution. Um, we ended up doing a little bit longer. It was 10 songs, 29. But, mm. you know, I wanted it to feel like you're just listening to like a DIY punk record, just like the way that it flows but then like the way that it sounds i wanted to get give all type of different sounds and stuff mm. so yeah the idea just kind of came natural and then um if you listen to the surf demos there's a song on there called whatever which mm -hmm. uh which that was on purpose because we knew this next album was going to be called whatever man yeah sweet no and um i think um i also kind of wanted to know um you, you guys like pull kind of inspiration and like make nods to like lots of different types of music and just like different genres and sounds and stuff. So I guess I was wondering if like the places, cause it kind of seems this way to me, if like the, the people and places that inspire your like songwriting and lyric writing might be a little different from like, the, the the things that inspire um your delivery and like your like your singing voices and and stuff like that um because i don't know it, it seems like a very kind of eclectic mix with just all, all those different types of elements mm. could you explain that better <laughs> no yeah i'm sorry that was that was far more rambling than I thought it was going to be, and it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'll, I'll end up not really asking a question sometimes, and you know, then you just move past those. So something else I wanted to know about was um, just kind of the 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 band name in general. Um, when, like, where in the process uh, did you guys? decide on that way back when you were starting out before we ever hung out yeah he texted yeah. it to us in a group chat i was like yo where the black star kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like okay cool we, yeah well, our yeah. group chat has been named black star kids since we started it and it's the same one and yeah. we haven't changed the name since we started it yeah. same emojis too yeah, yeah. <laughs> no not, that's cool and i think i'm pretty sure if i remember this right I don't know if you guys know about um, this band, Big Fat Cat from, from Kansas City. I think um, all the girls in that band went to Olathe Northwest, but okay. they, they do kind of a cool indie pop thing. And I, I interviewed them like a year or so ago and their band name also came from a group chat title. I think it was <laughs> like referencing, like I think the chat was called The Cat Is Fat Big. And it was like just referencing one of their their pets, and I thought that was cool. That's so cool. I guess maybe this is, this is kind of a trend among uh, younger 
bands right now. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So. <laughs> um, and I'm guessing it was like it it wasn't at all referencing uh the duo of Talib Kweli and Mostef. People <laughs> people say that I'm every sure time every, every time that. there'd be comments like, I thought this was Black Star. Like, <laughs> like, like no, not a Bowie reference, not a not a Talib and Mostef reference. Like I mean, but you know, you uh I mean, so I'm on the Chappelle show growing up. They, you know, Most Def was always on the Chappelle show, mm-hmm. you know, but so shout out to Most Def and, uh, and Most Def is fire, but no, it's not a, a reference to that. Yeah. Um, but something that is cool, I think, just like coincidentally, is that, I don't know, I think some of their uh, music is kind of um, at least touches or focuses on like, Afrocentric stuff, and I don't know. I think you guys have kind of made it a point to, like, you know, you've talked about like making it a point for, like, kind of more like artsy, like black kids to like feel welcome and like do things creatively. Um, have you have you have you guys always known that that was something you wanted to touch on in your lyrics? We we just wanna we just wanna uh, represent for every black kid. Every yeah. kid that look like us, all of them, no matter what, no matter where they come from, or like, you know, I mean, we just, we for the black kids and we, we for all the kids, though, like yeah. for all the kids, like, cause all the little white kids to listen to us, like, we love y'all, but it's, yeah. but we definitely want to make things easier. We just want to make the, uh, the black kid existence easier. Yeah. Yeah. We just want to show that you can, like, do anything you want. Mm-hmm. And like sound any way you want, like no matter how you look. And it's all dope. Yeah. If you like, like, like all black expression is very valid. That's like a big message. Yeah. From us. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. No, and I, I think it's funny you guys have um, at least a couple of times referenced like uh, your friends that have helped you with some of the music or the shows and stuff. You're like, you're like, oh, these are these are the white star kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that people noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Jerry P, yeah. shout out Jake, yeah. shout out Jack. Those are the white star kids. Jerry P, Jake Kelly, and, and Jack, uh, Star Jack Kid. Dillon. Jack Star Kid, Jack, Jack Dillon. Star Kid. Yeah. <laughs> Free boy. Yeah, what, what, are, what, are all, what are all those guys doing? How, how do they, they help out? All right, so Jake Kelly, he's the photographer, mm. um, and he's just a wild man. He does a lot of wild stuff. And he's pretty. Very, very, you know what I mean? He's a, you know, uh, Instagram baddie. (laughs) You know, that's what, that's what, that's what Jake do. I was say Jake spent 80% of his time being an Instagram baddie. And then like 10% of his time, like sending us pictures of clothes. And then like 5% of his time go between like, uh, take like frogs, like pictures of frogs. (laughs) And then like burgers, and like five percent yeah. of his time, he'd be like taking pictures of us. So yeah. that's that's what Jake do. But shout out, Jake. shout out Jake. And then you got Jerry P. Jerry P. Does everything. Mm-hmm. Jerry P. Is the goat. the goat. Jerry P. Uh, if you ever seen us live, he was the white kid playing the synth, going crazy with the goggles. With the goggles on, never the catch him without the goggles. Yep. And then he also be editing the videos, mm-hmm. all of them. And he be shooting most of the videos. Mm-hmm. He did the cover art for Surf. We don't bring that up enough. He yeah, did, he did, he the, did the cover art for Surf. Like, he do a lot of stuff, bro, JP. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like our real brother. Like, it's like our best friend. Like, we be kicking it with bro every day. Yep. And then make his own beats. Make yep. his own beats. Bro, rap. Bro, like, what you need, he got yeah. it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, hit JP, man. And then Jack Dolan, Jack Starkid, 
young John Mulaney. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? John, like, he just, Hilarious. man, bro, we watching Star Trek, <laughs> listening to Weezer. And that's what yeah. he's somewhere right now listening to Weezer or Blink One Eighty Two. That's that's if he, that's where you could catch him. Or a Star Trek soundtrack. Yeah, it's crazy. Or Meg Thee Stallion. Like yeah. or the baby. That's Girl. what he listened to. Wild. Or like the Ice T tweets. Yeah, yeah. He love Ice T. He got Ice T stand. Ice T is perhaps the best Twitter account. Yeah, yeah man. I he would be, agree. Yeah, he's going crazy. So so Jack will love you because you know. Uh, he got a big personality, mm-hmm. and uh, Jack thinks he's the prettiest person. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say he is or he isn't. It's up to the people, but I'm just want y'all to know that he thinks he is. So, yeah. but it's yeah. actually the other Jack who's an Instagram baddie. Jake, yeah, yeah. Jake. Oh, yeah. Do, do, do they do they fight about this? Do they? <laughs> Yeah, they're the three Js. They got the bottle. It's, it's, it's some tension. It'd be some tension because you know Jack definitely think he's the prettiest. I'm sure Jake wouldn't take too kindly to that, but yeah. you know, you know, we we be kind of separating them, just keeping keeping the peace because you know the white star kids, they you know they that, get crazy. They get crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. I'm I'm happy uh, to know about these guys. Um, sorry, gotta check the notes here. See see what I got. Um, no, yeah. So, um, I think, you know, I think everyone is like fairly aware of like, I don't know how, um, you know, just just in in general, how prevalent like social media has become like just both in everyday life. And then when it comes to like art and culture and stuff. So, and you guys, I don't know, I feel like at least Ty, but maybe the other two of you guys also spend a lot of time like interacting with fans and stuff on Twitter and Instagram and everything. So I was wondering if like you guys have felt any like sort of like real pressure or like discomfort with like having like basically like feeling like you have to do those things to be successful and stuff. I don't feel like it's a pressure, but just more like uh, I wish the real world circumstances were better. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, we would just be casually just posting like more often. Yeah. You know, it's just like we just be at the house. I was like, especially now, it's just like, yeah, we're going to post. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I feel like social media this year has been like the least fun just because like, bro, we have to be on here. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like social media used to be fire because you could just go out and like live your life and then get on social media whenever you want to, but you could get off whenever you want to. But now it's like, it's all we got. Like, <laughs> damn. Like, this is boring. Like, that's kind of how I be feeling sometimes. But, yeah. you know, you be trying not to take it too serious or nothing. Just keep it casual because people be on social media going, mm-hmm. yeah. like, yeah. using their minds. So, yeah. But in terms of, the, um, like, art and then, like, musicians just doing the music thing right now, like, around these times, just, um, I feel like everybody should just still try and do things their way and not try and like do it the COVID way and like, you know, conform their music around that or like just, yeah, I don't know. Just keep it tasteful still. Yeah. Where like artful. Mm -hmm. Um, something else I wanted to talk about was, I don't know. I think, well, you guys have been making music as black star kids since 2019. Like I think kind of early on 2019. Yep. Yep. Um, And 
I think like up until the end of 2019 or like the beginning of this year, you guys operated pretty like independent of Kansas City's music scene. Like there were like, like you guys were like going to some shows I know and um, like had some knowledge of like Kansas City music and everything. But I don't know. Do you think it was it more of like an intentional thing of like kind of like staying kind of like a tight knit like group apart from the scene or um, was it just kind of like how it happened? Uh, we we kind of, hmm. I just I just think when we had stuff to perform, then we were trying to perform, but before we, it was just kind of hard to perform before because we were just like, we didn't have as much stuff really. So yeah. it was just like once we had like songs that we that you know, we could do a set, then it was like, okay, cool, let's go. You know? Yeah. And the shows the shows were just always fun, but it was just like hanging out with friends, like you'll yeah, go and like really, yeah. Do you think your guys' shows are gonna be a lot different once uh like I know like obviously the it'll be a bigger crowd, but do do you see like the way you um like set up your your live shows being a lot different um, when you're able to play shows again? I think just like similar to how we had it, like our second show, but just on a bigger scale, honestly. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. And um, we haven't thought too much about it, like how that's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just you get sad. Like, (laughs) so far away. Yeah. Yeah, But like, there's a lot of room to imagine though. Yeah. I see where we can take it, though. I'm just excited for that, at least. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, since, you know, I guess the, the pandemic has been happening for about nine months at this point, and, it, you know, kind of, uh, you guys got, got your deal, and uh, mm-hmm. we're finishing up the album just as uh, things were, like, kind of shutting down, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like, are you, like, more or less frustrated at this point than, like, back in, like, April or May or something? Like, do you, like, have your feelings and, like, kind of, like, in regards to the pandemic changed a lot since then? Kind of get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of ready for it to be over. Yeah. I feel like we're at the point where we're, like, getting close to something happening, though. Yeah. Yeah. Changing, though, so it's more less feeling stuck and more just like <laughs> we're almost there right so yeah oh, yeah um so i know ty and deandre have released solo music before but gabe have you have you put out anything on your own before i was curious about no, that. i haven't but i have like because ty would like send me beats that like paris would have made or just like medici or something mm-hmm. and it kind of just like never happened for whatever reason. Mm. But I do have some songs. They're just not like recorded. Oh yeah, and I know you were you're doing some some DJ mixes um, before yeah. oh the Blackstar God. Kids. Do, <laughs> so do, do you see yourself returning to that at some point? Definitely. I would love to get back into that. Like that before, fun. I was yeah. even like trying to get on beats. Like I was like, yo, I'm about to be a DJ. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up for like my friends and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it'd be nice to like revisit that one day. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be great to to see a Gabe DJ set before a Black Star Kid show or something. That'd be. Like <laughs> that'd that. be, <laughs> that'd be <cool. laughs> um, and 
I know you mentioned, oh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I think it's Sam Gelletri. Oh, Sam Gelletri. Uh, yeah. No, I've, I've heard a few of his projects and they're all really cool. Um, so I was wondering, there's like, I think like the beat on Love Stargirl and also that bonus track, Gianni Versace, and like a f on a few other songs, there's like kind of a little bit of like electronic and like techno types mm. of influence on your guys' songs. Like, is that something that Gabe is pushing for sometimes? Or do you guys all have kind of a bit of an interest in that type of stuff? The house influence in Black Star Kids, uh, it comes from Gabe, but we're all into it. Mm -hmm. it was, yeah, like we're all with it. But yeah, it comes from her. That's mm -hmm. like her side of things. But it wasn't like she had to like, you know, like, Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, yeah. it's like she showed us. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's dope. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I love like music. Mm -hmm. No, you're good. Um, so yeah, do do uh, any of you guys have um like solo music or other projects that you think you're gonna be working on before the next Black Star Kids album, or no. do you think that'll be next? Yeah. No, nah, another Black Star mm -hmm. Kids project is next for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, do, do, you, do you think you'll, I mean, I know it's pretty tough to say right now, but do you think you'll end up like touring before um, you end up putting out another album? Probably not, nah. honestly. Nah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's probably just a way safer bet to just like be putting out the album first and then we'll yeah. probably tour that album for yeah. our first tour and yeah. then we're, we're gonna have so many songs to be able to choose <laughs> yeah. crazy yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm ready for a, a two-hour black star kids set i'm not i'm not maybe you'll have to do uh two two nights in a row two nights in a row city or something <laughs> kansas city for sure yeah, yeah for sure. that would be dope to do in kansas city is is there a, a a Kansas City venue that you you hope to play at some point? Like what? Where 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 do you hope you you get to play next in Kansas City? All of them. All of them, honestly. Like the Midland. Mm -hmm. That's what we were saying. It's Mobile Center. But yeah. yeah. Okay, Sprint Center. I'm like the what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the T-Mobile Center now. Yeah, the Sprint oh, Center. Wow. Uh, eventually the Sprint yeah. Center. And then, but Uptown, all that. Yeah. yeah. Truman would be tight, though. Yeah. Like a tight pack show. Starlight yeah. would be dope, too. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. outdoor stage. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I think, um, no, it's funny because I remember Tyler, the creator, played, like, I think his first local headlining show was the Midland. It was, yeah. Um, out there. But then he, on the next tour, he, I think after Flower Boy, he played the Truman, and then on the tour after that, he went back to the Midland, but I saw the yeah. Truman show after yeah. Flower Boy, and that was cool getting to see him in like kind of a more intimate venue like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. Like it was, I wish we didn't have to wait outside in the cold for so damn long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was not fun, but that show itself was like really fun to see yeah. like that though. Are, are there any like shows you guys have been to from the past like year or two that You've been like super excited about Igor. Igor. Yeah, yeah. I'll that say was the same. Great. Igor. Astro yeah. World. Oh my god. That I didn't was, get to that see was that. an experience, oh, dude. I, I like Travis that. That Scott crazy. put on a show that night. I was yeah. like, yo, he went crazy. Yeah. 
No, yeah, the the Igor tour. Like I I I was really like upset that I had to pick between that and the injury reserve show in Lawrence that night. But I I feel pretty confident about having seen like that was like like a couple times better than like any past like Tyler said I'd seen. So that was that was fun. Yeah. Um I get like uh, in some of the like um, like promo material and like the the stuff you guys have posted, um, you you've referred to whatever man as a black coming of age story. So I guess I wanted to know what your guys' favorite coming of age movies mm-hmm. have been. Uh, mean Girls, Mean Girls, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh, I love to bring it on. Yeah. Um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yes, mm-hmm. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, 16 Candles. 16 Candles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them. You just be watching them. Like, yeah. Yeah, I love them. Like, I love all of them. Not Clueless, though. But <laughs> Wait, what, do you, what do you have against Clueless? <laughs> it's weird. Like, it he, is kind of weird. He dated his sister, yeah. bro. It's weird. I mean, Paul Rudd, like, <laughs> like, we respect you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you from here. Legend. Yeah, Legend. We, we, we respect you, bro. But that was that was weird. That was real weird, bro. That was real weird. That's your sister. That's your little sister, bro. bro. That's Paul weird. Rudd's probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I'm not judging you. You know what I'm saying? That was like your first big bag. Like, you have to do what you have to do, bro. But. Yeah. I'm just saying, don't do nothing like that again. Cause we're not giving you no, we're not giving you another pass on that, bro. That was weird. It's yeah. <laughs> great. Hopefully, hopefully you don't run into him at at Joe's or Gates or something, and he's pressing you on that. Yeah. Nah, bro, getting pressed by Paul Rudd would be so fire, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hop out like, what you want? I'm like, hey, I don't, I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. Now, now I just need, like, the the Black Star Kids bonus track about getting into a fight with Paul ah. Rudd. Now. All right. Gates. I, yeah, I think, I think if I got my friends with me, we'd be good. We could we'll probably take them. We could probably take them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you. I, I think you can handle it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, I think that's most of what I had to talk about. Um, yeah. Where can people listen to you guys? Where Where can they follow you guys? Let them know. Uh, Black Star Kids on streaming, you know, one word, all caps. Okay. It, it is, don't space it out. Don't ever do that. That's <laughs> so ugly. Stop doing that. Yeah, Black out. Space Star style, Space Kids. Stop doing that, bro. That's ugly. <laughs> and then all caps or all lowercase or, you know, that's cool. You know, go all lowercase or all caps. Yeah. Pick one. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, yeah, but type it in. Black Star Kids, one word. Um, and you'll find us on Twitter. It's Black Star Kids. We just, we should come right up. Um, and then on Instagram is Black Star Kids with a Z. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, there is a Facebook that ain't us. No, it's not. I don't know. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not us. Um, and what else? We're on all the streaming. All so streaming. Wherever you listen to music, we on there. We on there. So go, yeah, check yeah. it out. Black Star Kids on YouTube, all that. So yeah, just go, go, go tap in, and you know. We, we we doing something cool. We got some songs. We got some videos. We got all kind of different stuff, man. It's cool. You know, check it out. Like, Certainly. Um, 
No, yeah, and people can follow at Mag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Shellcockmusic.com is the website. Uh, Shellcockmag.bigcartel.com is the web store. There are t-shirts, photo zines, and buttons available. Um, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen or to our YouTube channel. But yeah, thank you guys so much for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad we finally got to it. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Good to see you again, too. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, Yeah, you guys have a great rest of your evening. You You as well. Thank you. Bye.